Welcome to St. Michael Lenten podcast series. My name is Father Bob Johnston, and I'll be leading our meditation today, which includes prayers, a scripture reading, and a reflection on the reading. May you be strengthened for the Lenten journey. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Direct us, O Lord, in all our doings with your most gracious favor, and further us with your continual help, that in all works begun, continued, and ended in you, we may glorify your holy name, and finally, by your mercy, obtain everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, third chapter, verses 12 to 21. Not that I have already obtained this, or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us then who are mature be of the same mind. And if you think differently about anything, this too God will reveal to you. Only let us hold fast to what we have attained. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I have often told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end is destruction, their God is the belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation that it may be conformed to the body of His glory, by the power that also enables Him to make all things subject to Himself. The Word of the Lord. The assigned reading from Philippians today begins with a sports analogy. St. Paul says, Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. There's plenty to meditate on in that passage. I want to mention just a few thoughts for meditation. The first is how we look at the expression, forgetting what lies behind. There are two ways that we can look at that passage. The first is considering that we've all done things that we regret or that tend to want to haunt us. I'm reminded of the true story of a man who lived in Florida Rogers Cadenhead, who in 2005, before Cardinal Ratzinger became the new pope, he went out and purchased websites that he thought were possibilities for the new pope, and he actually purchased Benedict XVI. After he purchased it and time passed, he was very excited to hear the new name of the pope. When he was consulted about it, he said, I'm going to try and avoid angering 1.1 billion Catholics and my grandmother and how I deal with this. In the end, he wanted three things in exchange for it. 
He said he wanted one of those hats, a free stay at the Vatican Hotel, and complete absolution, no questions asked, for the third week of March 1987. All of us, or many of us, have some kind of third week of March of 1987 in our past. We have things that we regret and things that may haunt us. So at one level, this verse reminds us when it says, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward, that we have a call to leave it in the past and to go forward. Certainly, in the season of Lent, part of our work, part of this journey, is to take an inventory of these things and let them go. And surrender them and give them receiving God's forgiveness and to know they're gone. The second way that we can look at that passage is to take the verse in more of an athletic sense, with the athletic imagery that it seems that Paul is using. When he says, forgetting what lies behind, it seems to me that what he could be saying is don't sit on your past accomplishments, but push on. I know a coach, one of the coaches for my twin boys, who would tell them on soccer games when they were up, he would say, as we go back out, you need to pretend the score is 0-0. He wanted their best effort again and not to rest on what they had accomplished in the first half. I think there's one sense in which that is what Paul is saying in this passage. Paul wants to say that about the spiritual life. And here we come to the strange juxtaposition of grace and effort. As Christians, we firmly believe that salvation is completely about grace, that it is nothing we do to earn it. And yet at the same time, as we come into working for God's purposes and God's kingdom, we're called to give our best efforts. We experience a call to work for His glory. One may think of how St. Paul says that we are His workmanship, created for good works in Christ. So yes, it's all grace, but it's also, if we're mature, a call to press on with full effort. The effort often results in fruit for the kingdom and blessings on our journeys. I had a friend once come to me and lament that he was not very close to God. He was disappointed that he was not as close to God as he had once been. When we talked about it, I asked him, what did he do back at the time when he felt closest? He went on to tell me about a very vibrant spiritual life in which he prayed every day, read scripture every day, participated regularly in a Bible study. I asked him one simple question then. Are you doing that now? He said no. He left resolved to go back to doing those things. As we think about straining forward, we must ask how much progress have we made? In the passage below the one I previously read, Paul goes on to say, let those of us then who are mature be of the same mind. Some of us have been Christians for a long time and have to ask ourselves, have we really made progress? Is our faith the same as it was two years ago, five years ago? Are we in the same place? We're reminded that we start our journey in grace and we live it out in grace, but we also acknowledge that we enter a lifelong journey of working for God's purposes. We do it in all kinds of ways appropriate to our disposition and time in life. Simply put, there is no retirement in Christianity. Even as our bodies fail someday, we carry the torch forward in praying for others and giving as we're able. 
forgetting what lies behind and straining forward. May God bless you in your ongoing Lenten journey. I invite you to join in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.